Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, hey. episode number 297. A rare evening record for October 23, 2022. Hello, I am Marty. And I am your bibber-faced Christoph here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Uh, it, it has been a, uh, a very unique uh, weekend for your boys at the rough house. And, yeah. uh, might I just say uh-huh. if you, you dear listener have never taken advantage of the video version of the podcast that we provide every <laughs> single week on patreon.com slash rough house podcast, this would be a week to do it as I sit here looking upon for the first time in the many years I've known him because I, I I knew you for ages before we started sure. doing this. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I, I, I'm taking in the full Kristoff right now, as he is <laughs> completely baby-faced. I, I, I'm wondering if I'm being punked. That's where I'm at at this point. <laughs> no, it is unfortunately uh, a real situation uh, that is happening right now. So yes. um, I am completely shaven. Yes. It is very jarring. I have not shaved my beard and or mustache in at least a dozen years i'd say easy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh maybe longer um there was some time you know i had like the chops going the lemmy chops for right. a while and some other questionable um you know facial hair but for the longest time it was just the beard um sure but whereas last night was a halloween party uh, theme vampires. Yes, and I am lazy and didn't feel like putting together anything spectacular. I went. Oh, as... I I think you you did the opposite of being lazy, and you well, put together something spectacular. It ended up being pretty good, but it wasn't like okay, I have to get a cape and fangs and blood and all this sort of stuff. It was a different sort of preparation. Um, I went as Colin Robinson, the energy vampire from What We Do in the Shadows, a television show on FX. Um, if you have never seen the show, a shame on you. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um, on Hulu, jump in. Yeah, get on board. Hysterical. Yes. Um, and, and watch the movie too. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Start with the movie. I mean, it's it's kind of the same gimmick, but different characters. Yes. And the movie is Jermaine Clement and Taika, um, whose idea they both. I think it was more Jermaine than Taika. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyway, you slice it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the show is, I think, on its fourth season that just finished. Um, so yeah, Colin Robinson is a chubby, uh, bald, and clean-shaven energy vampire who just wears like business clothes. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I could do that. That's easy. Yeah. So I, you know, tan, like just neutral colors. I found, you know, I... The thrift store in Edgewood, I found a brown sweater vest, which is really it's really the piece to resist on. So really oh, yeah. It really brought the together. whole thing together. You, you didn't just look like 
Kristoff fucked up before she or fucked up while shaving before going to a wedding. Right. Which is yeah. the direction this could have gone in. Sure. Uh, but no, no, I, 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 I am seeing a whole new light of our yeah. dear friend Kristoff. Yeah. And not only that, my cat fucked me up this morning. Yes. Uh, he, he, he decided to go, uh, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, SummerSlam 2018, whatever the fuck it was. 16, 17, 16, whatever, uh, whatever the fuck it was where he hard weighed him. Yes. Um, I was, I was sleeping on the couch cause my back was bothering me. Um, uh, and I was woken up to a cat paw on my head. I'm like, what the fuck? He just ran. I guess he doesn't like, uh, my new face either. Or so. didn't recognize you and was like, who is this human on my couch? Right. Yeah. Uh, and he beat the fuck out of me and I went to, you know, I, I did the old, uh, taste the forehead and thought, oh wait, I've got color. So then yeah. I went and cleaned my forehead and then I was up. <laughs> well, congratulations to, uh, our resident John Moxley, uh, Chris, like a lot, uh, lo- looking fantastic. It's, oh. I'm sorry uh, you have to look at this big dumb face for an hour and a half. <laughs> probably at, at least two. At least yeah. <laughs> probably probably closer to two. Uh, but uh, also uh, this week, uh, y- your boy had a, a lovely one two punch one, which is my television died Friday night, so uh, I have not yet seen. Uh, oh, let me go ahead and hit that. Button. Oh, you have taps there, huh? There it yes, is. My television died this past Friday evening, so I've not yet seen Rampage. I've also not caught up on my shows like Andor and whatnot, but it's okay because I have a TV coming on Monday. Uh, yes. So I'll, I'll be back in the mix for that. But, uh, also, uh, the reason why this is a later episode for you patrons out there is because I decided smartly on one hand, stupidly on the other to get both, uh, my COVID booster and my annual flu shot at the same time on, uh, Saturday. Yeah, so fun. I was I was basically dead to the world until about three o'clock this afternoon, and uh, bless Chris for uh, allowing me to to move things around. I wisely planned nothing for today, knowing <laughs> that the party was last night. So smart man, smart man. Out. You you know you I was I had been woken up by the cat, and then you know you said, "Hey, can we push back?" It's like, yeah, sure. So I made myself some breakfast, went downstairs, watched uh, watched Pearl. Uh, which was the, the oh, prequel, yeah, the sequel to, to X. Uh, prequel oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, to prequel X. To X. Um, and then Terrifier, the first one, for mm-hmm. some reason. Um, and then watch the Monster Squad just because it's an annual tradition to watch yeah. the Monster Squad. So, yeah, that was Hell my yeah. that was my well afternoon. Done. Well, Chris, this week was a big week in ProRes. Uh, high highs, low lows, but let's go ahead and hit this button. <laughs> Because if just for one night only on Tuesday, the wrestling war was back no. on as so uh, get NBC nightly news. Uh, uh, that, that's their sounder. breaking news. Breaking news. Sounder, yeah. Okay. Uh, also used for meet the press. But that's uh, that's not why I'm playing. I'm that's playing because we were at war, Chris, as well. NXT uh, no longer 2.0, just straight up NXT and AEW Dynamite went head to head on Tuesday. Uh, this is the first time <laughs> they've been uh, going against each other. Uh, since uh, April 2021, which is Dang. NXT moved to Tuesday night. So it was 76 weeks with them going back and forth. Uh, of the 76 weeks, 63 wins to AEW, 10 wins to NXT, two ties. And there was one week in there where NXT aired that AEW didn't. But 
They found themselves up against each other. And this became the story of the week because everything you can really think of this week either tied into or came out of those two shows, whether it was Raw basically saying, fuck it, we're sending all the main roster people to NXT tomorrow. So please watch the show tomorrow. Yeah. Or AEW having uh, what I feel like was one of the best back to front dynamites in ages marred by a terrible injury in the main event. So I, I, I think yeah. it was the, the Tuesday night shows that really uh, took things ran with it. Uh, in terms of who appeared on NXT on this past Tuesday. So I know we got Kevin Owens and Rhea Ripley. Yes, Kevin Owens, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Gonzalez, Shinsuke Nakamura, who was making wow. his uh, in-ring return, and uh, Austin Theory and Shotzi. All mm. appeared on the show. Shotzi announcing that she, alongside uh, basically SoundCloud Gold Dust, Quincy Elliott, would uh, they they would <laughs> have you not seen Quincy Elliott? I don't think so. No. Uh, oh, geez. Let me get his uh, nickname correctly. Uh, Quincy Elliott calls himself. It's the something diva. Uh, the super diva. Uh, basically, he's doing kind of the same gay panic character is gold dust in a lot of ways okay but if it were uh titus from uh uh kimmy schmidt Schmidt. yeah (laughs) it's really the best way i can describe it okay Um, but yeah they uh, he and uh shotzi were the uh named hosts for halloween havoc which was the uh, latest nxt ple that aired on saturday okay all right yes But yeah, they they stacked it up with main roster talent. Uh, Say what you will, they stacked up with main roster talent, up to and including Austin Theory teasing, cashing in money in the bank on the NXT Championship. Do it. Which I think, if that happens, it didn't happen on Saturday, would make him the dumbest money in the bank holder of all time. I mean, not really. You think about it, like, if I'm Austin Theory logically mm-hmm. can i beat the head of the table fuck no uh, can i be brown baker breaker yeah eh, that's a chance of that fair shoot your shot man fair you're not oh, gonna win uh, also way. the oc were on nxt as well how, how soon i forget peter gallagher and uh yep. um, yeah uh, yeah the other uh, uh, rachel Adrian Brody. and adam brody yep they adam showed brody. up yeah, california I, there we yeah, came california. that was a uh, uh, phantom planet yes it was yes okay right. uh Woo. the drummer was um uh jason schwartzman schwartzman yep. yes yeah yep, uh, then yep. he left and he started his own thing called uh coconut records which is actually really fucking good i thought it was g-man records <laughs> I see what you did there. But yeah, they loaded up the show filled with main roster talent and lost. In this, yeah, in this return, <laughs> they lost. So uh, it was the title Tuesday, a, a show title that I kept reading as Titty Tuesday yeah. for AEW Dynamite that ended up basically uh, sweeping the day. Uh, oh, granted, they both lost pretty fucking hard to baseball. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was Tuesday was uh, game five of the ALDS, um, but that ended. Not the, did that now, run now ALDS, time? that is the disease. That was the Yankees oh. and uh, um, Cleveland, the American League Division. I thought that was a disease that took out Lou Gehrig. That's my bad. No, no, no. That, that's an extra D in there. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Marilyn Monroe took care of that D. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so you can see now on Netflix in the horribly depressing Blonde. That was DiMaggio, not not Gary. Oh. Although I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know. The way that movie went, everybody <laughs> had a round. I, hadn't, I haven't watched it yet. But, uh, uh, I, I just read a synopsis and went, this is, this is sad. Anyway, as we were. Out of the armist, though. Uh, yeah, I know. But still. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they got. They, they both got their ass whooped by baseball, which, you know, it sure. isn't really a big surprise. But uh, this will not be the only time we see battles in the forthcoming future between AEW and NXT, as uh, it has been announced that the next NXT pay-per-view, sorry, PLE, yep. which will Get be titled right. NXT Deadline. Beep, 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 yeah, I know, right? Beep, 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 beep. Uh, that will be set on December 10th. The same day as the just announced Ring of Honor final battle show. Yeah, well, I mean, which will also be the same day as UFC. Wow, that's a. And I think there's college football that evening also. Sure, I'll take your <laughs> word on that. All right, well, um, I won't be watching any of those things. <laughs> so... <laughs> Honestly, neither will I. I have a convention appearance that day. Yeah, there you go. What, which convention? Uh, Ocean City Comic Con, December. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot they did that in December. Yeah, uh, great show. Yeah. Uh, just really the only problem, and it has nothing to do with the show itself, is that falls on SantaCon weekend. So when you're trying to get dinner after the show, mm. bunch of assholes. But mm-hmm. that's you know that, that's not that's no one's fault except for the assholes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, we'll talk about Dynamite in its appropriate uh, section of the show uh, elsewhere in WWE this week. The World Wrestling Federation. Uh, we had. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we had the return of, and I know you're excited about this, Chris, the return of Baron Corbin. As he's not uh, as happy anymore. To, he's no longer happy. He's Baron Corbin. And more importantly, is he broke again? No, he's got himself a new mouthpiece. Okay. And I, you know what? I just realized you don't know who this is. So folks, we're going to get a live reaction to this. All right. The person who introduced Corbin as the newest member of the Raw roster on Monday's show, explaining that Rey Mysterio moved to SmackDown, therefore a trade would be held. <clears throat> it was JBL. Um, so was so JBL a, was this is, a one-time performance, or is he going to stick around? And he is the new manager slash mouthpiece. Oh, of Baron Corbin. For fuck's sake. And not just that. Corbin is, according to JBL, the new and current wrestling god. Well, I would like to send a uh, formal uh, congratulations card to one Paul Triple H Levesque. Uh, he hit the trifecta of me never watching WWE programming <laughs> again. He didn't even have to be at the show on Monday either because he's got that, Rona. So. That was uh, bringing back Bray Wyatt, uh-huh. putting Booker T on commentary, and bringing back JBL for to talk to talk on screen. Yeah, yeah. that's three for three. That's a big uh, never going to fucking happen for me, me, me now. Yeah, not not great. Also not great is the fact that on SmackDown, uh, remember what I've complained about the past two weeks about Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt made his big surprise return yeah. at uh, Extreme Rules. We got mm-hmm. no information. He cut his yep. promo last Friday, or yep. I guess Friday before last, where he thanked the fans for their love and appreciation. And again, sure. no direction. Would you like to know what he did this week? Uh, the same. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. It appears his feud is with himself. Uh huh. Didn't we kind of already do something like that? Firefly Funhouse shit. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Did it work now then? There's, now there's another nope. mask that he's scared of or some shit, which I have seen some people on the internet think that it's, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. What was the name of the Rob Zombie looking guy in Ring of Honor? Yeah, Vinny Marsiglia. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. There, there's some belief, especially because he and Dutch were backstage at Raw two weeks ago, that uh, Marsiglia Dutch, made- Dutch Mantel? No, 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 no. Uh, Dutch, he was part of- Ruppersberger? Uh, nope. Dutch, that was part of his crew in Ring of Honor. The, the 90s movie with Ed O'Neill and yes, Ethan Embry? Yes. <laughs> Ed, Ed O'Neill is... I, I was going to say All Elite, but I don't know what the WWE version is. Uh, getting a paycheck and phoning it in. <laughs> yeah. Those, those modern family residuals aren't as strong as you'd think in the age of streaming. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah. He's getting married with children residuals, too, though. You know? but, uh, same problem, because that can't even be on streaming, because they need to figure out how they're going to pay Frank Sinatra. Apostrophe S estate. Right, right. Well, you, you get what I mean. That's what prevented it from being on DVD for years and years, too. Oh, and that's what kills me about not being able to watch a Drew Carey show anywhere. Is the oh, yeah. Streaming. They, they use way too many real songs. So I mean, just, I'm sure the president of the United States of America wouldn't mind. They but. wouldn't mind. But yeah. I, I'm thinking more like Disney because they sure. own the time warp and they had, of course, the, the big Rocky Horror episode and countless other. Well, it was uh, a Disney sitcom, wasn't it? Well, uh, yes, yeah, but I'm sure that you know they would be, they would be real dumb about it because it's a They're Fox Disney. property and, and yeah. everything else. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Yeah, Bray Wyatt's <laughs> feuding with himself, so uh, which, okay. which may or may not be personified by X Ring of Honor people. Cool. But right now, he is feuding with himself. You can uh, fucking have Vinny Marsiglia, man. I don't, I don't need to see him. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Just get the kingdom while you're at it. Just. <laughs> I can take them. round them right back up. You know, Mike Bennett ain't too uh, ain't too proud to take that WWE money again after all the I shit really he talked. I really thought you were going to say he ain't too proud to beg. Uh, no, I'm not giving him that much credit. He uh, can't hit those no. like, notes. But uh, last night was the NXT Halloween Havoc show. Uh, I read the results and I read the impressions from people online. It sounds like the opening match, which was a five-way ladder match for the North American Championship, was phenomenal. Uh, I mean... Granted, I wasn't spending a lot of time on Twitter last night, but there were a couple times when I was, you know, cooling off outside and scrolling through. I saw nothing about the show. I didn't even, it, I didn't even know what happened last night. Everything else got a gigantic fucking shrug. Uh, wow. There, there was a cinematic match with Mandy Rose against Alba Fire. Um, Alba Fire. There, there was a casket match. Uh, Alba Fire uh, was uh, I forget her name. She's on NXT UK. The redhead. Uh, Kaylee Ray, that's her name. Okay. Yeah. Um, Apollo Crews and uh, Grayson Waller winning against each other in a casket match. Okay. Yeah. There was either of them have a spooky gimmick or it's just no, no, no. They did. They did spin the wheel, make the deal, and uh, the the wheel spin was during the pre-show. Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade had a weapons wild match. Um, There was an Uh, ambulance match. There was. Somebody, somebody needs to uh, t- to tell Cora Jade uh, pump pump the brakes on the tanning bed. Cause... Yeah, she's definitely getting Ariana Grande levels of. Is this just claiming another race? Yeah, it's starting to get a little suspect. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a little worrisome. Braun Breaker, however, did retain the uh, NXT Championship 
against Ila Dragunov and JD McDonough, or as he will forever be to me. Thank you, Kevin Owens. JD McDonough, Google me. Yeah. Great line. Uh, but again, the, the, the five ways what people were talking about <clears throat> today uh, said to be a very good, very innovative ladder match. Uh, that was Carmelo Hayes, Nathan Frazier, former Ben Carter, Von Wagner, Oro Mensa, and the person who won it. You're going to love me saying this name, Chris. Mm. The new NXT North American champion is Wes Lee. <laughs> Wes Lee still around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, his tag partner got fired, not him. Wow. So okay. not only is he still around, he's a singles champion, that Wes Lee. Uh-huh. Cool. Anyway, let's go ahead and hit some other buttons. Uh, this one. Japan Pro Wrestling uh, tying into WWE is in a bit of a sitch, although I think I know how they're going to figure it out, as it had been previously talked about that Carl Anderson was still going to work his match against Hikaleo on the November 5 Battle Autumn show, Mm -hmm. uh, where he's defending the uh, Never Openweight Championship. It has been subsequently announced that he will be working Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia on November 5th. I love anytime I see it, I just smile. The the side by side tweet of Carl Anderson after the last time they got fired uh, mm-hmm. of we'll never ever never ever 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 going back. Uh, Very for the Taylor money. Swift of him, never ever. Yeah, getting back together and then getting announced for a match at Crown Jewel is just mwah, yeah. Love it. Within days of returning, of course, finding his way back in Saudi Arabia, and he was one of the dudes who absolutely motherfucked the company. Yeah. In that whole situation. But yeah, he's going there. So he uh, he took to Twitter alongside, as he put it, his booking agent, Luke Gallows, and <laughs> said that he is double booked and he won't defend the title at the Battle Autumn show. Uh, subsequently, the current New Japan president, Takami Obari, said that they're doing everything they can do to ensure <clears throat> all of the matches listed for November 5th take place as advertised. It says uh, they expect all wrestlers, especially champions, to honor their advertised commitments. And so Obari- he's not going to show and get stripped of the title. Here's what I think is going to happen. This coming week, New Japan has two shows in New York. The New uh, York City. Yes. On Friday, they've got the Rumble on 44th Street show, which uh-huh. uh, just got a few more matches announced. But the night before is a show they're calling <clears throat> the night before Rumble on 44th Street. Aha. Uh-huh. They really you know, clever extended themselves on that one. Yeah. That is going to be a mystery lineup show. Okay. If I had to make a guess, and look, I have a microphone in front of me. We're recording this to go out in front of sevens of people. Yeah. I have to guess. I think Carl Anderson shows up as a surprise on Thursday and drops the belt. Cool. That's what I think is happening. Whatever. Uh, but uh, added to the Rumble show on Friday uh, is uh, now keep in mind we had previously announced Okada and Kingston against Jay White and Juice Robinson mm-hmm. in the King of Pro Wrestling trophy match of Shingo Takagi versus El Fantasmo. They just added Yo and Rocky Romero against Sho and Yujiro Takahashi. Yujiro getting that U.S. flight. Wow. Are they known as Rapongi 2K now? Is that what they're doing? <laughs> Certainly Yo feels like it. Rocky. Definitely, definitely <clears throat> drop down 
in terms mm. of the number of Ks there. Yeah. Um, the uh, we've got uh, the the beloved New Japan U.S. star Clark Clark Connors going against Minoru Suzuki. See the Sex Pest one? Uh, no, no, no. He he's the one who had the showing at uh, Forbidden Door. Who's kind oh of the, the cowboy cowboy mm-hmm. guy? Okay. And the strong tag team titles will be on the line. It'll be a triple threat Aussie Open defending against Kevin Knight and the DKC and the Motor City Machine Guns of Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. Oh, okay. So that should be really, really good. Um, I did want to ask, though, Chris, mm-hmm. did you get the opportunity to watch, as uploaded last week on New Japan World, FTR versus Aussie Open? I have not. Okay. No. It, I would still like to at some point, but I have not yet. I will say it's very good. I think, if anything, the production lets it down a little bit because it's one of those situations where you can tell that uh, Kevin Kelly and uh, Chris Charlton did commentary not live because mm-hmm. so the audio is all potted down a little bit. Um, not to mention it was definitely the Rev Pro team that was filming this as opposed right. to New Japan's crew. Uh, but the match itself is very, very good. I would say you could argue it be one of the maybe 10 best matches of the year. It's definitely not my match of the year, though. That still goes to the first uh, Briscoe's FTR match. But it was really okay. fucking good. Um, definitely one of those matches, as opposed to some which are like peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. They just kept building up, building up, building up, building up, and hit the finish at the perfect time. So nice. Liked that a lot. All right. Um, also on the New Japan side, we now know uh, who will be uh, facing off for the IWGP Women's title uh, for the New Japan Cross Stardom Historic Crossover Show. Uh, that will be surprise, surprise, uh, Miyu Iwatani, who of course is one of the top stars for stardom, mm-hmm. but she will be facing Kyrie, the former All Kyrie cats. Sane, former Kyrie Hojo yeah. for that belt. That match should fucking rule. Former member of the Black Lotus Triad. Yes. Yes. Very true. How soon I forget. How dare you? How soon I forget. Did you ever watch that match? Yes. That match fucking rules. Fucking so great. Surprise. We haven't done that as a, as a redo. My dude, Penta. More on Penta later. Yeah, more on Penta in just a minute. In fact, let's go ahead and hit this. Big week for AEW this week. In addition to live editions of Dynamite and Rampage, uh, a lot of contract information came out this week. Uh, Chris Jericho officially signing a three-year AEW contract extension taking him to 2026. So between now and 2026, what's the over under on uh, how many new trademarks and stupid nicknames he's going to come up with for himself? Well, I think three per year. I, I, I think that's the low. I, that's I think it's low? definitely okay. the, the low level, but uh, gotcha. Jericho will now be a producer and creative advisor and mentor young talent. Very similar to the contract that John, Ma- oh, John Moxley, excuse me, mm-hmm. signed just a few weeks back. Um, so get ready to hear Judas a lot more. Great. I will say I'm mostly surprised if only because, and I think we had talked about it in the past. My gut instinct was he was going to, you know, finish up his most recent contract and then, you know, get inducted into the hall of fame and maybe have one last mania match and then call it. Right. Well, he definitely seems, uh, you know, from, Accounts I've heard of behind the scenes and backstage and stuff like that. He definitely seems to be full on the train, the hype train for AEW. He like mm-hmm. wants wants it to succeed, and uh, you know him, you know, further cementing himself there and and working, which I'm sure he had already been working with, you know, younger generation, maybe not to as broad an extent as a, a new formal position would allow. 
but um, but yeah, you know, it's it, you know, I talk a lot of shit about Jericho just because I think he's corny and hack often. But, um, you know, the guy has had a legendary career <laughs> and, you know, is still putting on really good matches in his 50s. So, you know. Yeah. And, and it's hard to argue the stability of the AEW Dynamite show itself since, you know, the, the great bomb brawl out, whatever you want to call it, when yeah. people like Mox and Jericho and Danielson stepped up and, and really, you know, made themselves leaders in the company. Um, it's, it's definitely been a, you know, rising tide, raising all ships situation in that it feels like every show has had at least one can't miss segment. And we're going to talk about a few of those here when we get into the, the dynamite recap. Um, I, if I had to guess another thing that, that has to do with Jericho signing for an extended period of time, uh, and it'll come in on the next bit here, it is Jericho and Paul Levesque have never gotten along. That's true. So knowing that Vince is gone, gone. Yeah. Not just, oh, okay, he's under investigation. He's going to lie low for six months. Like, he's gone, gone. Yeah. That tells me that Jericho saw the writing on the wall and is like, all right, I'm a homer now. <laughs> like, That's fair. AEW's the best, because fuck that guy. <laughs> Plus, you know, you know, uh, I, I, I am a little surprised that he didn't try and work at least – an angle out to get some more money out of Tony. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't play the, play the field. Um, so that was a little surprising because uh, it definitely seemed like something he would do, but, um, yeah, but yeah. elsewhere on the contract side of things, Here we go again. <laughs> more coming out of the brawl out great bomb situation is not only a has a steel officially been released. From that AEW. is what I really want. DMX. Uh, <laughs> But it sounds like they are coming to terms on a buyout of the rest of CM Punk's contract. Yeah, let's go. Let's and do it. what I find most fascinating about GTF, it GTFO. is the current holdup is how long his non-compete is supposed to be. Do you really? Oh, man. Do we really think? I mean, look, there's money there. I understand that. Thousand percent. <sighs> it's just okay. The believability isn't what's bothering me. It's the hypocrisy that's really, yes. really irking me about this yes. whole thing. There, I mean, punk. I mean, just, there, there may be in certain circles, few things more punk rock than setting up an established series of beliefs, ideals, and otherwise things you are gigantic prick to others about and immediately turning on all of them when money got yep. involved. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's you know, the guy <clears throat> look, his run was great. I'm not gonna sit here and say it wasn't. Yeah. He had a great one year run, but he nuked it. And 100%. there's no coming back from that. And he's just he's re you know, he, he burned the bridge, he he slowly rebuilt it, and then he fucking dropped another bomb on it and yeah. uh, you know f fool me once uh, shame on uh, shame on shame on shame on you, you're not gonna fool me again <laughs> thank you former president yeah, yeah. uh well, <laughs> turn to the reagan real quick i don't know what yeah, the yeah. that was <laughs> hey, well nance what do you say what do you, you think of that watch dynamite tonight <laughs> Uh, th there are a few things that uh, is more baffling in all of this to me than the high level possibility that CM Punk will jump from W or sorry, from AEW to WWE and also 
likely cut a promo not that dissimilar uh-huh. to the one he did in August 2021, <clears throat> talking about how his love of pro wrestling got beaten up, but now he's here in front of the WWE universe. And then they'll fucking run him versus Cody or some shit. Yeah. Basically him doing the Jericho gimmick of being a sports entertainer. Yeah. Uh, whatever, dude. You Look, Trips, fucking call him up. You can have him. All right. Yeah. You, you know what? Like I said, you keep signing all these people I don't want to see on AEW. You're 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 on a good streak here, Trips. Keep signing all those motherfuckers that are going to make me not want to watch your show. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, it's 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 very <clears throat> weird. It's very, very weird. But what wasn't weird was the opening match of Tuesday Night Dynamite. Titty Tuesday live on TBS is for the trios championship as it was death triangle against the best friends uh, rematch from the match that crowned the trios champions because there wasn't an actual end to the trios tournament wing (laughs) redacted. Yes. Um, This was very, very good. I liked this a lot. I did not like this as much as the prior six man they had. Uh, but I, I thought this was very good. What is more interesting to me out of this is the schism that appears to be forming between Pack and Lucha Bros. And as I <clears throat> sit across here on this Skype call from arguably the biggest Lucha Bros fan <laughs> on earth who is not named Penta, yeah, I do need to know how you are feeling about this possible breakup. Look, I love Death Triangle. <clears throat> I love Pack. I obviously love lucha bros um but if death triangle were to cease to be uh if if they do you know go their separate ways and if there's a match between any combination of uh lucha bros and pack as a blow-off i'm here for that um and if this means that you know what what's going to happen this week on dynamite might also mean that maybe some serious singles uh, mm-hmm. Runs could be in the in the cards for Phoenix and or Penta. I'm here for that. Um, but if they work it all out and Death Triangle continues, I'm st- I'm I'm still still here for it. So you know, as as long as they are still signed and on my TV, you know, at least every other week uh, in the ring beating each other or other people up, I'm okay with it. So you know, I'm it, it's it's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> when they lose the titles and, yeah. and, and, but then, you know, I do wonder who they're going to lose them to if it's not, uh, uh, the best friends, because it, it was funny. We had all of the trios for a while there. Yeah. And now it feels like we have no real trios teams with the possible exception of the trust busters and Ooh. the embassy. <laughs> oh boy. Brian cage pinning Penta is, uh, not a, not something I want to see on my TV. Could be worse. It could be these know, assholes. Oh shit! I guess that's another trio in there. Yeah, that I forgot about. Although Sanjay really isn't trying to take a bump, so uh, you Fuck, know what? it'll be the factory. It'll be the factory. <laughs> if we they want to, if they want to really be bill collectors, yeah. I'm telling you, FTR and uh, and Wardlow just go. Uh, just not not Sean Spears, please. Um, you and I both know it's going to be Sean Spears, man. <laughs> yeah, because now we got fucking War Joe as a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before uh, Chris gets really depressed, Tony Storm 
Mm, Hikaru Shida had That's a match good for the course correction, friend. Had a match for the interim women's championship. This ruled. I wish it yeah. was just a little bit longer, but I, I thought it was yeah. very, very good. Uh, Snap Tornado DDT and Storm Zero gets the victory. And then post match, we had a big return as the ratings draw herself, Riho, returned. Yeah. Uh, it was the standard brawl after these matches that we've had with a lot of the ladies is Jamie Hayter and Rebel came out, as did Britt Baker, and, you know, it was a whole schmoz. But out comes Riho, who decides, I'm going to do a dive while wearing a pink dress. Yeah. Uh, and legitimately, this is one of the highest rated quarters of the night. So here's to you, Riho. Yeah, and um, here's to you, Soraya, who has already cooled off and nobody gives a shit about it. Yeah, her. yeah. Like her music hit, you could hear everyone go, wait, who is this again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, the dulcet tones of Ronnie Radke on my AEW uh, show. <laughs> uh, so Renee Paquette was backstage with FTR. FTR finally going to cash in that number one contendership, but not so fast. They are cut off by Swerve in Our Glory. And we're getting fucking FTR versus Swerve in Our Glory next week. Hell Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Swerve in Our Glory is not long for this world, you definitely had to get this match in there. So thank yes. you. I'm going to say something I might regret in just a minute. Okay. Alex Marvez backstage with Darby Allen, Sanjay Dutt, and and Jay Lethal. Lethal wants a rematch against Darby Allen from two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And then it turns into a brawl between Lethal and Darby Allen. And I have to say, (sighs) this was the most effective and entertaining Jay Lethal has been so far in AEW. (laughs) I thought this was a really well-executed <laughs> angle for a match I really didn't want to see. I mean, I still really don't want to see the match, but the build, you know, there was it was a good uh, good beatdown. Uh, I love when a you know a, uh, one of those door garage door type things is, yeah. is elevated and uh, one of the most dangerous places to be utilized. in AEW, as, as was established prior to the pandemic and being reestablished now that we're yeah. back in arenas. Um, yeah, the full sale parking lot of a of <laughs> Daly's place. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that, that match will be coming up real, real soon. Uh, and then we had the promo the world talked about as Tony Schiavone was in ring with William Regal. He got about two words out and then MJF's music hits mm-hmm. and MJF monologued his ass off. <laughs> yeah, he did long form storytelling here. Is MJF the becoming the face here? Yes. Is that fucking wild to you, too? That was 100% a babyface promo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those who might have missed it, or I'm just going to say foolishly fast-forwarded through it. Yes, oh, it was a long you. segment, but I feel like it was it was a worthwhile uh, long segment. MJF talked about being 19 years old, uh, got extra work at the Barclays. He was introduced to uh, <laughs> Regal and had tryout matches while people like Arn, Dean Malenko, Adam Pierce, and William Regal looked on. Regal pulled him aside to a separate room, said, all right, you got three minutes to sell yourself to me. And Regal's jaw hits the floor and uh, Regal promises him a job, but then said, oh, wait, you're 19. You're too young. Now, the crowd chants, you fucked up at this, which was <laughs> Excellent yep. stuff by everyone there. But MJF, you know, said Regal pointed out all these people who got hired. Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, the BCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, And Regal told him, you know what? Keep sending him matches so he can review it every month. And every month, MJF did it. Month one, oh, keep, you know, keep pushing. Month two, all right, keep pushing. Month three, you're wasting my time. 
Look, kid, I'm a busy man. Yes. I ain't got time to watch your damn matches every month. Said uh, uh, Regal said he, quote, wasn't one of the high class talents WWE wanted to look at. And Mm. MJF wanted to kill himself. He said if he did that, the naysayers win. But now, all these years later, the tables have turned. Regal's an old man who got fired. And MJF is a generational talent. This got the crowd to boo William Regal. I know. And then, credit where credit is due, Regal cut a motherfucker of a promo, too. Yeah, he did. And Well, even before we talk about what he said, part of what made MJF's portion of this so effective was Regal just standing there and taking it. And listening to it and smirking when he needed to smirk like that. That was a masterclass yes. in reaction. Yes. Uh, and, then, and and how to put an other guy over without yes. doing anything. Yeah. Was Britt watching this? Do we know she was <laughs> yeah, standing know, right? a, yeah. akimbo to a monitor backstage? Yeah, what, what would help? She was, she yeah. was watching it like this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, Regal said, you know, I was 16 <clears throat> years old when I got into this industry. And when I got into it, I had my ass kicked every single day. I had my ass kicked every single day. And said, so, you know what? The worst thing that happened to you was you got an email. Pff, you had it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he called said, him Sunshine. Yeah, he called him Sunshine, which, uh, again, yeah, always a nice touch. He said, you know, every day you have to be, practice become the best. He said before that uh, MJF was ever born, he was interviewed by Tony Schiavone and he never put his hands on him. And he said, uh, you let me down because you took shortcuts. You hired people to do your dirty work. You use a diamond ring. But you know what? I'm going to turn my back. Let me give you a shot. If you want to be the devil so bad, go ahead. Hit me. So he turns around. MJF thinks about punching him with the diamond ring. Thinks second of it. Walks away. And Regal said, you know what? You still got more to prove to me. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's where we left it. Yeah. I know I have said on here that I think that one of the beats in all this is MJF is going to murk Regal. They are fucking edging me on this in the best way. <laughs> yeah, no, this was very, very well executed. And I, uh, I, I see this is a lot more effective than showing MJF during every title match, watching up in a suite with the stupid poker chip. Yes. Um, this is, this is how you build a program and it doesn't have to be with a guy he's fighting, uh, necessarily, you know? Yes. Uh, Renee Paquette was backstage with the acclaimed Billy Gunn. Uh, and it was explained that Rampage on Friday was going to be for the trademark for mm. scissoring uh, them against the varsity athletes. And all I could think was, God, that was fast. <laughs> like it was a literal calendar week that they decided to have that be uh, an angle. You know, um, the, the best part of this whole segment is at the very end, yes. Billy goes to try uh, and scissor and Renee just so just it was blinking. You miss it. She just puts puts a. Uh, Take shoves Billy's hand down. Is like just shakes her head disappointingly. Like, no, no, no not let's not do that. that. Not. Uh, that's some fine work right yeah. there, right there. Great stuff. And speaking of Renee, yes. uh, she's on today's Hey EW with RJ City, and it yes. is delightful. Can't wait to break into that. Very yeah. much looking forward to that. But good. also speaking of Renee, she got the JR spot of having a sit down interview with Brian Danielson, Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, uh, upgrade. But also, you know what I love about this. Basically, the whole through line of the promo was Danielson being like, you know, I really liked Garcia and I want him to be such a great guy and I want him to, you know, to be the next big thing. And Yuta's like, 
bro, I'm right here. I, yeah, I'm right fucking here. Why are you <laughs> crying about that bitch? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to which I say, hell yeah, Wheeler Yuta, know yeah. your worth. Yeah. Hell yeah. Stand up for yourself. Uh, and, he, you know, uh, I still feel like Yuta and uh, Garcia will likely have another match for the pure title. Sure. Sure, I, that's probably going to be at final battle, but I also feel like we're getting Yuta versus Danielson sometime soon. Yeah, let's go. Which should be fucking rad. Uh, then we had Jericho defending the Ring of Honor World Championship against Dalton Castle. Dude, uh, they made Dalton Castle look like a fucking star, and thank they God really they did. did. He had a full-on pay-per-view level intro. Yeah, yeah, he had the special boy entrance, the old Cody Vader uh, portion there, um, which had been used. Did anybody put up a wanted poster for uh, Powerhouse Hobbs recently? Uh, him and Starks. Where the where fuck the have they, fuck gone, have they been? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Ca- Castle got the full intro. He had the regular, the Tate Twin boys, and then a whole bunch of other boys there to, to help him out. You know, and Jericho... Just kind of, you know, let it let it all happen while it was yeah. happening, and it was uh, it was it was a very good introduction for Dalton Castle. I mean, a lot of the match took place in picture in picture because of the, um, what do you call it, uh, entrance. But yeah. still, the match that even I saw on, on the replay without the picture in picture stuff was was really good and really gave Castle uh, yeah. a chance to shine and show his worth. I really much enjoyed it. And uh, credit to uh, this observation for uh, one Brian Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that is so deceptive about Dalton, Dalton Castle is, you know, he has this flamboyant entrance and kind of yes. this silly, you know, 70s glam rock gimmick. When that dude hits a suplex. Mm. It is not the standard, you know, pump, all right, one, two, three, over type thing. He grabs a motherfucker and chucks him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big boy. Deceptively strong, that dude. Yeah. Uh, So uh, he looks great. I hope we get a lot more of him. But after the match, Jericho was talking about, you know, I've destroyed all the Ring of Honor champions. I've destroyed ring announcers. Now I'm going to take out commentators. 2.0 grabs Ian Riccoboni, who was doing commentary, mm-hmm. but out comes Jerry Lynn, a former ring of honor champion in his own right to uh, save Ian Riccoboni. But that was the bad move because Jericho attacks Jerry Lynn and hits a, to- hits probably the safest tombstone ever. Yes. But still hits a tombstone on Jerry Lynn on the stage. It was uh, almost like, I thought I was watching it in slow motion, but yes. it, was, it was live action. Yeah, they, And they did that perfect cutaway, like at the point of impact. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought that was great because it just adds to Jericho beating the show, the old former Ring of Honor champions. And, hey, that that marks another one off. I yeah. want to know when they're going to finally book Mike Elgin. I think it's time. <laughs> I also love the fact that they're using the ROH tape library to highlight a Tyler yes. Black and a Kevin Steen. And a Cody uh, Rhodes. And a Cody Rhodes, yeah. yeah. Oh, and CM Punk. Punk was in there, too. Yeah, well, he's crazy. technically an AEW talent at the moment. Yes. but. <laughs> And then the main event was John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. For the time we got, this was very, very good. Uh, yeah. Including uh, Hangman Adam Page having one of the best character beats of his career, continuing his fuck your shit, I will fight you uh, persona by literally walking into the crowd to beat the shit out of John Moxley during John Moxley's entrance. It is hometown. It is hometown. <laughs> yeah. I loved that the so balls. much. balls. Especially because a few minutes later, depending on which reference you prefer, he decided to cosplay as either 1999 era super crazy in ECW 
or Kota Ibushi at the Budokan yeah. and does the craziest moonsault off a balcony to the floor yeah. uh, for a guy his size, especially, I think I've ever seen. Nailed it. Um, and, and the match was awesome. They beat the absolute piss out of each other. Maybe too much. <laughs> and then uh, it felt like they were building to a really strong finish. Mox does his King Kong clothesline lariat out of the corner and Hangman goes down. And at the time, at least, it didn't look all that different from, you know, the the, the type of lariat we would see from uh, Mox mm-hmm. you know, 99 times out of 100. It looked like the same type of bump. Like, even the bump, even when they showed the replay, it didn't look particularly bad to me. No. Uh, compared to some of the other ones they do. But I guess this really sort of establishes something that gets talked about a lot. You know, it's it's the simplest things where you can get hurt the most. I mean, you know, Triple H tore his quad by stepping too hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he was probably also chemically enhanced that he stepped yeah. too hard. But still. Same yeah. for Vince blowing both quads trying to get into the fucking ring. Right, right. You have no idea what will happen at any time. Uh, and, and this was legitimately scary. If, if not mm-hmm. just because of, you know, that it happened – uh, but you could see the show kind of scramble. It oh, Taz was shook. Yeah, Taz was shook. When Taz gets shook, yeah. that's when you know it's bad. He probably was having some flashbacks of his own, having broken probably, his neck yeah. in the ECW days. Um, but definitely uh, worrisome, and it certainly wasn't made all that much better by John Moxley saying, you know, hope he can walk again, hope he can talk again when he was just trying to fill time. Yeah. Uh, again, I get it. Dude was just trying to fill air. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, w- it was a very scary scene for what to that point had been a fucking great world title match. Yeah. Um, they get Hangman out of the ring and they're able to do a, a really uh, exciting go home segment as Mox calls out MJF. MJF has Bryce uh, in one hand and the chip in the other. It looks like we're going to go ahead and, and get the title shot cashed in in the match finally happening with just a few minutes left to go on TV. But instead MJF says, no, 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 no. I don't want you to have any excuses. I want you to know when and where it's going to happen. So we have John Moxley versus MJF at full gear. Yeah. Coming up in about a month. Yeah. So, uh, uh, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yes. they, you know, that was the smart play to eat up the remainder of the time. Yeah. For the show, um, it plays off of what happened earlier in the evening that, you know, Regal's words kind of sunk into Max. Um, do you think uh, you think Tony Khan's throwing a, a Paul Turner little little bonus for <laughs> potentially saving Hangman's life there? Yeah, I mean, credit to him, credit to the medical staff. Um, you know, in, in case you have not been up to date on this, uh, all indications are uh, it was a concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, which in and of itself is not to be taken lightly. I mean, Adam Cole's been out since Forbidden Door with one. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's up and about. He's talking. He posted a very funny tweet about it all on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's in a good spot for what it was. You know, what what it looked like and what it ended up being were two very different things. Right. And, uh, you know, we're big fans of, of Hangman Adam Page here at the Rough House, so... Suffice to say, uh, I I had a bit of a pit in my stomach watching live, but I'm glad sure. that that things worked out. Um, so he's on the mend. I don't know where we're going to see him next, but God, uh, he will look like a fucking massive baby face when he comes sure. back. Uh, it'll be a very, very big moment. But then that took us to Friday and it took us back to Daly's place as it was the return to Jacksonville, Florida of 
W. Rampage. And uh, Chris, I'm going to lean on you because, again, I haven't had a chance to watch this. Sounds like it was a very, very brisk hour of wrestling television. Packed. And it kicked off with the acclaimed going against the varsity athletes for both the AEW World Tag Team Championship and the Scissoring Trademark. So I assume the varsity athletes now are the new AEW World Tag Team Champions. Uh, nay. Oh, I okay. say unto you, sir. No, this was, you know, the match you expect these two teams to have, they had. Um, you know, the heels work over, you know, the faces and big hope spot. Billy Gunn got ejected at one point. Um... So, you know, the but Mark Sterling was still out there, you know, the typical sort of uh, thing they do there. But, yeah, it was it was a fine match. I mean, Nice and Woods are good together and they're very competent wrestlers. I just really, you know, I'm not invested in them in any way. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they just really haven't been given a, a moment yeah. for you to care. But, um, you know, there was no I did not expect them to win this match and they didn't. So yeah. would you say the match was at the very least pretty decent? It was pretty decent. It was pretty decent. Um, and then uh, after the match, uh, Sterling said, uh, you know, just because the team lost doesn't mean he was losing the trademark. Uh, Billy Gunn returns, dumps Mark Sterling into the ring. The acclaim beats up Mark Sterling and Billy Gunn tears up the trademark. Tears up the trademark. Earlier uh, in, in Max, Max Caster's rap, they said, and on the promo on Wednesday, they said that they were going to stomp on Mark Sterling's nuts and they lived true to their promise. Yeah. They scissor me timbers him and then uh, stomped on his nuts a bit. So <laughs> good for him. He's had a rough weekend. Tony Schiavone was backstage interviewing Jade Cargill, explaining that Penelope Ford was injured, which means the, one of the baddies, Layla Gray, was going to be uh, replacing her in a match against Willa Nightingale. Um, and also in exchange for that, Nyla Rose will get into the ring for a confrontation with Jade Cargill so Jade can get her TBS title back. Right, and Jade threatened to to hold up and take the show hostage if it didn't happen. Right. A quid pro quo. And I definitely want your thoughts on this. Ortiz and the Lucha Bros were trying to stage an intervention with Eddie Kingston about his temper. Yeah, uh, I mean, I love the fact that they're still keeping Penta and Eddie as best friends, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure where this is going. The only thing I can think of is because Pac was getting in the face of Kingston is we're getting Pac Kingston, which I'm mean, sure. Fuck, okay. And yes. So, yeah, I'm into that. Uh, Hook went against Ari, uh, Ari Davari for the yeah. FTW title. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know. With these subsequent hook matches, you know, he's getting beaten up a little more and has to, you know, not just they're not squashes anymore. So and I, I think he's coming along really well. His, you know, the maneuvers are, are always crisp. And uh, Ari Davari had some butler out there that kept trying to get involved, but he ended up getting beaten up as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, no FTW title change happening there. Hook retains in a, you know, a fun little it was probably like, what, five minutes or something. 247, according to the right. That was it? uh, Shit. Observer. Okay. Uh, Lexi Nair was backstage with Stokely Hathaway, Matt Hardy, and Ethan Page. Oh, boy. Sounds like Stoke has sent Private Party to the Stokely Hathaway Wrestling Academy, and Matt gets to wrestle a match on Dark next week. And Matt Hardy responded by rapping. Yes. Please. How, on on a scale from one to pull your lip over your head and swallow, how much were you cringing during this segment? And luckily it wasn't very long, and Stoke had the best expression of just like, 
looking like what the fuck's happening and then just walking away, <laughs> which is what I wanted to do while uh, while listening to Matt Hardy try and rap. I'm not sure what this is trying to accomplish, mm. but it's not good. Would not recommend. All right. Willow Nightingale defeated Layla Gray. Uh, Willow ends up winning, and it sounds like the big story coming out of this is finally, officially, Willow Nightingale is all elite. Which, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like she didn't know that was happening until it happened, yeah. which is awesome. So I, I'm happy. I like I like watching her wrestle. I know Justin's not a fan, but we'll try and see if uh, she's in, um, uh, improved in his standings next week on the soapbox. But um, but yeah, good for Willow. Uh, it sounds like uh, Nyla Rose ended up being in the parking lot stealing Jade Cargill's car. Yeah, she's just a, a thieving menace, is Nyla Rose, uh, and she did, <laughs> she did a, uh, she was singing the "What's Going On" by Four Non Blondes, but mm-hmm. instead of "Hey," it was Jade, and it was like Jade, I steal your car or something like that. It's uh, it was it was actually kind of funny. Speaking of Nyla Rose, according to Twitter, she was at the Maryland Ren Fest today. Oh, today? Yeah, she was yes. there a couple weekends ago too. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, she's supposed she's to be from DC. Today, that's not a Twitter. yeah. It's not. Well, it's not that jumped. weird that she would be there. But yeah, I, I just was like, oh, well, her and like fifteen other people I know. Yeah, um, well, it was the last day for it today. So then the main event uh, had been changed. It was originally announced as Roosh versus Ten, where if Ten won, the LFI group had to stop bothering Ten. Mm-hmm. It got changed into a triple threat for the All Atlantic Championship, including Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it is, this was OC's idea. Yeah. They were having um, some last-minute promo thing, on, I think, that broke on Thursday at mm-hmm. Daly's place. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a s- sudden Orange Cassidy appeared from behind the bar and gives the two beers. He's like, you guys want to fight? I like to fight. You said you wanted this title. Why don't I fight you both for the title tomorrow? And, yeah, let's go. Love a good OC triple threat match. He's very good at those. Him and Pac are yeah. very uh, – I mean, uh, him adept. and him and Pack and Omega was one of my favorite matches of yeah. 2021. So, yeah, uh, stands a reason at Daly's place. Yeah, at Daly's place. It stands a reason this would be good. Uh, also, uh, a bit that I saw, uh, which I can't wait to watch the full thing of, is uh, OC popping up next to Mark Henry during the main event promo Holy with shit. his own mic flag. Yes, this was <laughs> outstanding. And Mark's like, no, don't do that. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, no, this was 10 out of 10 for OC, man. Uh, but uh, Orange Cassidy un- unsurprisingly ends up winning. Sounds like the crowd was really into 10 in this. But also we had uh, the return of negative one. Yeah, yeah, he walked out with 10 and then uh, came out of the end and put his dukes up to, to Roosh, which was hysterical. <laughs> that right there, that's going to make Tony Khan go completely gray, trying to get Roosh job to negative one. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that ain't uh, happening. But we've got ourselves a big dynamite coming up on Wednesday. Uh, as we've talked about before, we've got FTR against Swerve in Our Glory for the number one contendership. Riho versus Jamie Hayter. Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia against Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. And Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. But wait, what's this? A bonus match was announced in a promo on Saturday as John Moxley said, hey, you know what? I've beaten a lot of guys. I don't want to rest on my laurels. Yes, I've got the match against MJF at full gear. But uh, the last match I had uh, really didn't get to see it through to the end. I'm still hungry. I want another fight. I want to fight someone I've never fought before. 
I don't want to just hang out backstage and eat an ice cream cone, which was a fucking great line. Uh, <laughs> I do. He said, I want to face somebody with no fear. Ah. Mm. Who Miedo, should you pop say? up, but in my least favorite outfit, outfit of his, but also with Alex Alberhantes to explain what was going on, Penta L0M. Yeah, baby. John Moxley versus Penta is our world title main event for Dynamite this coming week. Hell yeah, Holy brother. Holy fucking shit. Injected into my veins. Please don't show up in the Joker gear. I fucking hate it, too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no. Uh, I, I, no notes. I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, th- th- this uh, this feels like, uh, t- to quote something I-, I-, I saw elsewhere online, this feels like John Moxley watched Triple Mania this week and said, I want to do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, man, Penta's no slash. Remember that banger he had with Punk on a random yeah, button? Yeah, yeah, fucking banger with Punk's half-broken ass. Yeah. And imagine a full full bore John Mox just oh, yeah. wailing on each other. Yeah. yeah. And Mox is, like, in the prime of his career right this yep. minute. So uh, this should fucking rule. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, we, we joke a lot of times about them listening. Fuck them listening. They're making us happy. That's what they're trying to do right now. I appreciate you, Tony. Checks yeah. in the mail. Exactly. And uh, that check, uh, we might need to wait a little bit to pay you on, unless we get a lot more Patreon subscribers, if just to take in Chris's beautiful visage. Take oh, a look at that stop face. it. This big, stupid face. Well, you know, the funny thing about uh, shaving your faces is it goes back, uh, you know, it's a long history of this back into the Stone Ages when they would uh, sharpen um, a piece of uh, rock on another rock to make it sharp and then they would they would shave their faces to get rid of their scraggly beards as to attract a female the roughhouse podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee pizza rolls and the stench of dirty litter boxes follow Christoph and marty on twitter at roughhouse sgw at facebook.com slash the roughhouse podcast and at patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast for early access to episodes exclusive podcasts roughhouse redos and roughhouse divided movie trivia games new episodes drop every single monday on spotify apple podcasts google play stitcher tune in and wherever you find your favorite podcasts Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Fanny packs, fanny packs, fanny packs. Want to hit the town looking like your favorite mid-90s wrestler? Fanny packs. Time to strut your stuff when you don't have any pockets in your jean shorts? Fanny packs. Got stuff to carry and you want to keep it near your dick? Fanny packs. Head on down to Conrad P. Hickenbottom's Fanny Pack Outlet and snatch up one of our 10,000 reasonably priced fanny packs. Denim, leather, neon, print, double zipper, Velcro, reflective, or fine imported Chinese silk. We've got the fanny pack to fit any late 90s professional wrestler on the go. Don't be some schmuck who hides his brass knuckles in your pocket. Store a little fanny pack. Who's got time to walk to the ring with a pre-prepared retirement statement in your hand. Keep it in a fanny pack. Some of our famous customers include Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Triple H, and everyone's favorite deceased fat chick thriller, Mike Awesome. Conrad P. Hickenbottom's Fanny Pack Outlet. Keep it near your dick.